Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Chesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. Let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good afternoon and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Tucker. And everybody, where's KD? Oh, what are we going to do? How's everybody doing? Welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Man, it's going to be weird. By now, you guys have all seen uh, KD make the announcement and uh, obviously on the Twitter account and so on and so forth. And uh, Kevin DeLore is unfortunately has to step away from doing the podcast here at Go Rangers Radio for a family and, and business reasons, which is uh, incredibly understandable. And uh, as unfortunate it is for me as his uh, fellow co-host uh, doing the show with him for two years um, and, and for all you guys who've been, uh, you know, not only listening to me and KD here on Go Rangers Radio, but uh, I know all of you guys have been big fans of KD uh, with the uh, the NYR blog, uh, you know, just following Kevin for years, uh, if not on, you know, his blog or on his um, Twitter feed, and obviously his take, KD's take on the Rangers has always been classic, and uh, it was just a fantastic experience here to do it with KD. We did it for two years. We lost a lot, obviously, with the uh, you know COVID. What could have been, you know, as far as the uh, the Rangers season there in 2019, and then you know we uh, didn't have much of a run there in the tournament. We did get uh, number one pick and Laffy and, and me and KD. We we trucked on, and we uh, you know tried to give you guys just a great, different take on on the Rangers uh, through those weird times, and obviously getting back into the the season here the 56-game season and this wild, weird season that the Rangers are having. So I, I guess KD having to leave is is probably just a, a par for the course, you would say, with the way this Rangers season is going as far as us here at Go Rangers Radio, being fans of the team, you know, from everything from uh, Tony D'Angelo to Panarin and the Russians and so on and so forth, and then the team getting healthy and then, you know, Quinn getting getting COVID protocol and Knobloch taking over a little bit uh, to where they are right now and last night putting up uh, an eight spot against the Penguins. 41 points, a couple points now out of the fourth spot and making it very interesting uh, for a potential playoff run here for this 2021 New York Rangers campaign. So here we are, folks. So you guys know me. I'm going to, um, you know, you know, Kevin haven't, you know, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, so I kind of knew this was kind of coming one way or the other. And then what we're going to do here at Go Rangers, Rangers, Rangers Radio going forward, you know, what do you do? I mean, one of the great things about me and KD here was different. It was just the two of us, and we tried to keep it simple that way, you know, just two Ranger fans hanging out, you know, whether it's talking in a in our man caves or basements or bars or out in the street or whatever the heck it was. It was just basically back and forth, and we just tried to have a lot of fun you know, with our takes on the Rangers. And, and me and Katie had a great back and forth, and um, it was a trip, and we had a blast. And I'm going to miss it. I know Kevin's going to miss it too, and, and I'm sure you guys out there are going to miss that uh, unique style of, um, 
you know, back and forth banter that me and Katie have. And, and you guys have been amazing. And, uh, you know, a lot of you guys that are, you know, we haven't done a show here in the last couple of weeks. And we, we honestly did take a vacation anyway. We would have done that last week with the, the spring vacation for the kids here on Long Island and everything else. But, um, you know, last year we do, I think was uh, March, uh, it was St. Patrick's night, actually, uh, when the Rangers obviously uh, beat the Flyers up pretty good, that 9 nothing game as well. So, you know, we've we've had a lot of memories, a lot of great times. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, please go back and check out the archives at GoRangersRadio.com. And for everybody who's tuning in for the first time today, this afternoon, this evening, this night, good morning, whenever, um, I, I definitely, uh, you know, not surprised if you guys are disappointed. Um, so what am I going to do with the show? Where are we going to go? Uh, Katie is just not somebody you can just turn around and replace. Uh, not only as a person, as a good person, as an individual, but like I said, our, our style of show was just was different, and that's I think why we were having so so much success with it. Um, and you guys made it successful. So what I'm going to do here is for the rest of this season, um, we're obviously not going to do a live show. We're going to move to a tape show here. Uh, I'm going to do this in the afternoons, and I'm going to just bring in some some guests that uh, you know I know and have kept in touch with uh, over the years as far as. Uh, Ranger beat riders and stuff, and maybe some former players and, and other, you know, guys and gals that are in the uh, local New York area, you know, hockey industry in terms of covering the teams and, and everything else. So we're, we're going to really keep it focused uh, on the Rangers, um, but we are getting close to the trade deadline here next week, and we're obviously getting even closer to the playoffs, and the Rangers are definitely in the mix. So what I'm going to do here, starting today... Um, I got my cousin Mike coming in, and Mike runs the Isle Seat podcast. And everybody's like, oh, Islanders, what are we doing here? Well, the reason I'm bringing Mike in today is because, obviously, the Rangers and the Islanders are going to start playing each other again this weekend. they got two big games. Obviously, uh, we've got another game with Pittsburgh uh, tomorrow night before that happens. But uh, it's been since February 8th uh, since we played them, and then we played the Islanders the first two games of the season. And both of these teams are now in completely different modes. Uh, they've got multiple reasons to to want to beat each other outside of just the basic robbery uh, that these two franchises have had. So I'm bringing Mike in today, uh, you know, enemy at the gates, and we'll have a little fun here with Mike, and we'll talk about, you know, um, this rivalry, where it is. You know, the Rangers here in a rebuild the last two years, the Islanders themselves, you call it a rebuild. I mean, Eastern Conference, fin- Eastern Conference Finals last year, Lou Lamorell, Barry Trotz, even losing Anders Lee here. There's two points out of being the best team in the league, not only first in the division tied with the Caps, obviously, right now. Uh, a new arena. You know, the other thing, too, this weekend with the Rangers and Islands playing, fans back in the buildings. So there's a lot going on here, and I thought Mike would be just a great guy to bring in here and kick this thing off, um, you know, and mix it up, do something a little different get that Islanders take, and and get that Islanders-Ranger banter back a little bit as far as the rivalry because there's no doubt over the next five, six, maybe ten years, the way these two franchises have kind of been rebuilding themselves, uh, and especially the Islanders too, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun here. And with normal times hopefully returning next season and beyond, you know, it, this should be great for the fans here um, on Long Island in New York as far as the Rangers and Islanders rivalry. So uh, Mike's coming in uh, today, and we'll talk some Islanders Rangers for a little bit, and uh, and we'll go from there. What I have lined up for the rest of April, um, Larry Brooks is going to come on. Uh, 
Rangers writer for the Post. He's no stranger to you guys. You know that. Uh, Larry's been kind enough. He's going to join me on the 14th, which is next Wednesday. Uh, Rick uh, Carpaniello is also going to join me on the 21st. Uh, Rick, obviously, another great guy uh, covering the Rangers on the Athletic. And then Colin Stevenson from Newsday is going to hang with me on the 28th. So, I mean, I've got the three best guys, uh, you know, and there's so many great uh, beat writers and, and guys and gals who cover the Rangers. There's, there's tons of them, and I hope they mix them all in here, uh, you know, going forward uh, for at least the rest of the season. But, I mean, these three guys have just been super. I reached out to them, and, and they're all coming in here, and I'm really excited to uh, to talk to these guys and we can talk about this 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 crazy Ranger season, where they are, where they're at. And by the time we get to Larry next week after the trade deadline, uh, it should be unbelievable in terms of if the Rangers make any moves or not. And we'll be able to talk about what other moves locally uh, in the division, if any other teams have made that, which will be great. You know, by the time we get to Rick on the 21st, we'll be closer to see where the Rangers are in terms of, you know, fighting with the Flyers and the Bruins here uh, to try and get that last spot. You know, the Penguins too as well. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And then when we get to Colin at the end of the month, you know, even closer uh, to where the Rangers will be, you know, wrapping up their uh, their season there the following week with the Bruins. Um, so it could be huge. So, you know, I couldn't, you know, as far as hard as it is for me, because Katie's my friend, to have to, you know, not do the show with him going forward. Um, and that's not to say Katie might not come back down the road. And the next year, you never know. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Things could change, you know. This is this is our podcast. Me and Kevin aren't, you know, backed by any major corporate sponsors. We're not making any money here and stuff. So, you know, one of the main reasons I'm not going out and getting somebody else to do the show with me is because I'm going to cross my fingers. Maybe down the road, Katie could come back. And if not on a regular basis, a full-time host or whatever, Katie will hopefully be able to to jump in when he can and, and put his two cents in. But in the meantime, uh, that's what we're going to do here at Go Rangers Radio. I'm going to bring in uh, some of the smartest, the best people, uh, obviously legends and guys that cover the team and the heartbeat of the team and just super guys. We're really lucky here in New York. We've just got great uh, riders. So Larry, Rick, and Colin coming on here with me over the next three weeks uh, to knock out the rest of the month here in April at such a just uh, an intense time uh, for not only the Rangers but the league, uh, you know, as we everybody's making a beeline now for the playoffs and uh, with the trade deadline uh, on Monday, uh, there's going to be so much to talk about. So I hope you guys will come back uh, or continue to hang with me uh, and the Go Rangers radio brand here and uh, look out for, for these upcoming interviews with these guys. And and uh, we'll go from there. And then once we get to the end of this season and hopefully the Rangers are in the playoffs and, you know, I'll keep trying to evolve one way or the other. And then uh, during this offseason, we'll figure something out. But, you know, I love doing this show. I love you guys as, as fans and friends and everything. I love uh, being a part of this, and, and I appreciate you guys tuning in either today and, and, and going forward. And obviously everybody who's tuned in for the last two years with me and KD, really appreciate it. I hope you'll hang in there and stick with us. And, um, you know, I'll continue to try and make this a, a fun show, a different show. Um, and, and hopefully, you guys, like I said, you, you guys will hang in there with me. And, and like I said, um, I, I can't thank Kevin enough for for doing this with me over the last two years. We've had so much fun. And if you're only listening now for the first time, please go back. Go GoRangersRadio.com. You got to check out some of the some of the old shows. I'm going to try and hopefully maybe put together some editing here over the next month or whatever and some of Katie's greatest hits and stuff. Um, and we just had so much fun. So with that said, appreciate um, 
all you guys hanging in today and looking forward to, um, you know, doing these shows over the next few weeks. And again, I'm humbled and, and really appreciate uh, Larry, Rick, and Colin coming in here for the rest of April. And I'll try and get some other things going, uh, you know, for beginning of May. And like I said, we'll know where we are at the end of this month as far as the Rangers getting into the playoffs. And let's just keep crossing our fingers. Uh, the guys are playing great. Huge win last night, obviously, against the Penguins. Uh, offensively just rolling. Um, and I guess all of us just know which we, – we don't know which team is going to show up. You know, the team that struggled against Buffalo the other night in a, in a tight defensive game. But can you really beat the guys up so much? Olmark just, uh, you know, uh, played really well the other night, uh, you know, for the Sabres. And, and, and that's really what kind of, you know, stumps the Rangers sometime, obviously. And stumps everybody in the league. you got a, you got a goaltender that gets into the groove. And, you know, you get a team like the Rangers, which is, you know, has a way to kind of throw – everything at you right now they're really starting to develop and coach Quinn here is starting to get his uh, lines going you, you have to love Capo and and Laffy and Heedle together now that that young kid line and you got we got all our other guys going you know Buchnevich is going Mika's going Panarin's going Stromer's playing great Cried is contributing you know guys like Blackwell I mean just everybody you know and then you look at the defensive side of things I mean Foxy Truba Miller Lindgren, I mean, everybody's really playing well. I love that that, that DQ's got Shesty steady now, running him out every game, uh, whether or not he'll give him a break here uh, tomorrow night or or this weekend. But, you know, Shesty's staying healthy. He's our guy. Ride him the rest of the way and just stay in the mix. The Rangers can beat anybody. They've got the talent on paper. They're ahead of it as far as this rebuild and everything else. And who knows what happens on, on Monday with the trade deadline. What can they do? Could they add somebody else in here? Do you mess with what's going on? Do you ride this out? Me and KD talked about it all year long as far as, you know, what do you do with this team in this year? Quote, unquote, don't have to make the playoffs. But, man, they can make the playoffs. And playoff experience is invaluable, especially for a guy like Capo and and, and, uh, Laffey and stuff and the rest of these guys, and hopefully they're all healthy. And to continue to grow as a unit, as a team, you can see it. These guys are tight. They love playing with each other. It's been a weird season. Going back to Tony D, to everything else that I've talked about before, with Panarin and the Russians, to the coaching, you know, uh, either, you know, we've got two, a split fan base out there. Either you love David Quinn or you don't like him. You don't like his decisions with the kids or you do. But, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there with uh, Coach Quinn. And when you've got all your big guys, I mean, we finally have a healthy lineup. We've got everybody that's supposed to be on this team in the lineup and playing and finally getting to gel. And this is an exhausting, tiring schedule, not only for the Rangers, but the entire league playing every other night. There's going to be nights where these guys, you can just see it in teams. It's not only Rangers. It's so hard to just come out and play, and let's call it what it is. It's playoff-style hockey every night, especially if you're anywhere within a sniff of making the playoffs. Look up and down all the other divisions. Those four, five, and six spots, third spot in the divisions now, are tight. Multiple teams have a chance to get in there. The teams that are in first and second place, they want that first spot. They want those second and third place teams in the, in, in the playoffs in the division to beat each other up and they hopefully can get through a first round win against a lesser team. But you know it in the NHL, every team can win a series in the playoffs here. Every team is good. So whoever those four teams are that get in there, whether it's in the East, 
the Central, the North, or the West. They're going to be good. All of us as fans, we just got to hold on tight and just sit back and enjoy it. But as far as the Rangers are concerned, they've got a great chance here. They just got to keep going out, keep plugging away. There's not too many excuses now for this team. Everybody's in the lineup. Everybody's healthy. Coaching staff is back in there. He's got all his guys. He can move them around. Everybody's contributing. Some of these guys are just ridiculous. Foxy's just been unbelievable. You know, and other guys are starting to find their way. We've been waiting, you know, and to see guys like, uh, you know, Capo here and, and, and Laffey contributing here with the limited amount of ice time and spreading things out. You know, I think as far as Panarin goes, that's where this team goes. The guy's just unbelievable. You know, he's just, he does it all from scoring, setting up to just his energy, his positive flow and everything else. And you can see it feeding off. And now that Mika's kind of rolling a little bit, Stromer's been steady. You can knock Strom all you want, but man, he's been one of the most steadiest Rangers on this team for the last couple of seasons. He continues to just do his job. And that's all you can ask from a guy like Strom. And he's doing it. So look, we've got so much more to talk about. We'll go game by game here. Uh, we'll keep this thing going here week by week. Again, I appreciate you guys hanging in here with me uh, as I as I take this on solo. Uh, without KD, but we're going to keep it going. And like I said, we'll keep our fingers crossed one way or the other. Uh, hopefully we can get uh, Kevin back involved with Go Rangers Radio, whether it's uh, just coming in on as a guest every now and again. Uh, and, and who knows, maybe things will change. And uh, like I said, it's it's just a podcast, folks. It's, it's some fun here, uh, and we'll keep plugging away, and we'll keep doing this. So with that said, um, I'm going to move on here with the show today. All right, well, let's bring in our... Very special guest here today on Go Rangers Radio. Enemy at the gates. Not only a good friend of mine, but a family. My cousin, Mr. Michael Carver. Man, a man of many jobs, but also uh, head guy on the uh, Isle Seat podcast. For all you Islander fans out there. So we're going to talk some Islanders Rangers. They're going to be playing each other this weekend. First time in a long time. But Mike, welcome aboard Go Rangers Radio, buddy. What's going on, man? Welcome aboard, Paulie. What's going on? Uh, good to be back talking with you. Uh, it's been a long time. I mean, we used to cut it up all the time here. And now, uh, years later, here we go. Go Rangers Radio and the Isle Seat Podcast. little mix-up here as we get ready for a big weekend between the Rangers and the Islanders. You're right, Paul. You know, you mentioned it. It has been a long time. I mean, geez. I mean, these two teams opened the season together. They played those two games at the Garden to get things going and it seems like so much has happened since those games early in the year. They finally get to tangle again this weekend. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. And it's funny you bring up, like I said, me and you have known each other, obviously, through family for well, yeah. since we were born, obviously. But, uh, you know, both of us, uh, as far as doing the old hockey this weekdays and um, the red line, the world-famous red line, and, of course, the Butch Goring show. Um, and those are through the... Um, what, what would you say there, Mike? The the tough times, the the empty barn. Um, we they didn't have broadband back then when we were doing yeah. podcasts. We, when, when you mentioned podcasts, people look at us like we had three heads. Um, down in O'Doul's, uh, what was it? Not O'Doul's. What was it called? That's the beer. Uh, Doolins. Doolins. Doolins downstairs. <laughs> Doolins. No, honestly, we, um, you know, we had the idea before everybody else. <laughs> You know, it's. I mean, listen. Let's just be fair. It's true. We had the idea it's before everybody else. Just the the technology, uh, and the way that people consume things, it just wasn't quite there yet. Nope. Like, like we had the idea. We were we were doing it. 
It's just it wasn't something that people were used to yet. And now, years later, it's now become almost the preferred way yep. for people to, to listen, to consume things and, and to and to follow their favorite teams and to and to do things like that. So it is amazing how in, in 10 years, how much the switch has really happened. Um, and you're right. When we did the Butch show, it was the dark days of, of Islander hockey. I mean, I think that one of those seasons they did make the playoffs, but um, – you know, it, it was uh, it wasn't the best time. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because you I mean you fast forward. I mean, those were like you know the the Islanders have been like uh, you know the, you mocked uh, throughout the league. Uh, they've been through their uh, tough times, obviously since the uh, the dynasty days and everything else. And you know, uh, you know Jack Capuano was the coach back then. And yeah, you bring up the, uh, the the making the playoffs that year. Me used to do the the, the we have our press credentials get in there. There'd be nobody for the post games. Yeah. You know, nobody there. And now you fast forward. Eastern Conference Finals last year, a brand new building, Lou Lamarillo, Barry Trotz, um, an incredible pool of talent. You might even say done so well with not quote unquote big stars on the team. Uh, you know, two points out of first in the league right now, first in the division. Losing the captain, Anders. We could go on and on about all the things about the Islanders right now as a team. But the first thing I want to talk to you about is some prestige, some integrity coming back to this organization. And, you know, on the other side with the Rangers kind of rebuilding themselves, I think Rangers and Islanders fans have a ton to look forward to over the next four to five years. Oh, they absolutely do. Uh, And there's no doubt. And when you talk about the evolution of the Islanders as a franchise, it is night and day. From when we were doing those shows or even, you know, the years before that, whatever. I mean, think about it. Um, The Islanders were an absolute joke Uh, league wide in this market, um, you know, to the national hockey media, everything. I mean, it was they have the worst building in the NHL. They the fans don't come to the games. They lose all the time. There's nothing good there. You know, their, their glory years were 30 years ago, on and on and on. And now. Over the past five to six years, and the change of ownership was huge. And this is nothing against Charles Wong. He did everything that he could possibly do um, as the owner of the Islanders. But when Scott Malkin and John Ledecky came in and changed the ownership, that then moved to changing the people running the team because they finally started being run by adults. That was always the joke. You know, finally, the Islanders are being run by adults. And Lou Lamarillo is more than an adult. He is one of the greatest general managers in the history of this league. So for the Islanders to bring him in, that's instant credibility. And then, Paulie, to not only do that, but to also hire for my money. And I, and you know what? It, I've been a little bit more getting to watch this guy coach now every day for the last two and a half years. I knew that Barry Trotz was a good coach in this league. I knew the things he did in Nashville were outstanding. What he did in Washington, finally getting them over the you know over the hump and getting a cup there, watching him now with this team over the last two and a half years, he's the best coach in the NHL. There's there's just no doubt about it. I know that Quenville's great. I know there's other guys out there that you can maybe put on that level, but Barry Trotz is the best coach in the NHL, and he coaches the Islanders. So the Islanders now have an all-time GM, who I know a lot of people like to say is pe- the time has passed him by, blah blah blah, and they have the best coach in the NHL, and they have ownership that does things the right way, 
They have a new building coming, which people thought they would never happen. And suddenly the Islanders, Paulie, do have a little bit of pizzazz, you know, a little bit of uh, the notch has been raised, a little bit of pizzazz here with this organization. And they're never going to be the top team in town. I'll tell you right now, everybody knows it. The Rangers are always king when it comes to hockey in New York. Okay? It is what it is. It's never changing. The Islanders can get all the buildings and all the all the things that they want. And I'm telling you this. It'll always be the Rangers town. The Islanders will always be second fiddle to the Rangers. But the Islanders as a franchise have raised their game to the point where the respectability level has to be taken by fans of all teams including the Rangers, Paulie. Yeah, and ultimately, Mike, you know this in, in all sports, too, and, and you cover it all yourself uh, with all the productions and, and uh, you know, who you work with and what you've been doing over the years, too, is you, you got to win. That's bottom line. You, you can build the best. No doubt. You can build the best car. You can roll out the greatest yacht you have. But, you know, if you don't win the race, um, you don't get the silverware, you don't get the trophy, uh, that's ultimately what the Islanders are going to need to get that respect back. They're close, man. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, even us as Ranger fans, you have to, you have to respect it. You know, Lou Lamb is one guy, obviously the Rangers always dealt with in the nineties, obviously. And Barry Trotz is just a hands down phenomenal coach, uh, taking over the caps there and winning them a championship and now coming here to, uh, Long Island, which I, I think, you know, you know, I live on Long Island. We live on Long Island, even Ranger fans out just hockey in general here in the New York area. I don't think they, they get it. How lucky they are to have a guy like Barry Trotz, uh, you know, coaching uh, the New York Islanders here, and obviously Lou Lamarillo, uh running the team organization here too. So let's talk about the team real quick, Mike. Uh, losing Anders Lee, um, you know, great, you know, some a lot of fun guys on this team. You know, from the Pizzazz of Barzell, um, the goaltending has been a huge thing that's figured out here for the Islanders too, with Arlamans and stuff too. But instead of me rambling on. Take us from the Eastern Conference Finals. This team playing so well, losing Anders Lee. What's keeping this together beyond Barry Trotz? Give us one or two guys on the team that you see might be either taking Anders Lee's place. Is there multiple leadership guys on this team that are that are pushing these guys through and keeping them uh, at the top of the league right now? Yeah, I mean, from a from a leadership aspect, Paulie. I mean, you just talk about locker room type of stuff, and I, I don't think anybody replaces. Anders Lee, he's the captain for a reason, but you have to look, and this group has been together for a long time now. You know, the Islanders, uh, th- this group has been through a lot together, whether it, you go from, uh, you know, Cal Clutterbuck, Sezikis, Matt Martin, Brock Nelson, Bavillier, Nick Letty, Scott Mayfield, you know, on a, the core guy, I mean, these guys, Paulie, they have all been together now for, you know, four, five, six years, so... Even though Lee, who's part of that group and the leader of that group, isn't with them right now, there still is a lot of continuity in that locker room. Now, as far as on the ice and performance-wise, they don't have anybody that can fill that role either. Now, you've seen what they've tried to do the last couple of weeks. They're still winning because they have such a great structure as a team that they can get by, especially in the regular season, not having Anders Lee in front. And listen, I'm not not saying Anders Lee is Connor McDavid here. But there's a lot of things that he does in front of the net on their power play, playing with Matt Barzell and Jordan Eberle, that make him such an important player for them. And he was having one of the best seasons of his career. They need to make a move, Paulie. That's what uh, they do yeah. because they they need to make a move because they have um they have a lot of continuity. I mean, Pajot's unbelievable too, Paulie. Talk about another guy. You didn't know how good he was till he got here. Yeah. Watching Pajot play night in night out. 
Um, that guy's glue, man. He does it all. Penalty kill, power play, uh, face-offs. The guy is such a good player. But they need to find another guy now to replace Lee, and they probably need another piece after that. They were six wins away from the Cup. You know, they lost game six to the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. They brought back basically the same exact team, and they're on the doorstep again. You said it. I mean, they're two points out of having the most points in the league. This is a really damn good hockey team. But as they're currently constituted, I don't think that they can win at all. So they need to find out in the next couple days, because the trade deadline's on Monday, they need to find a way to fill that void. What's it going to be? Is it Kyle Palmieri? Is it Taylor Hall? Is it both if they're able to move a salary along with it? I don't know. But they definitely need something else to push this group a little bit further than they were last fall, last September, when they lost to Tampa out there at Edmonton in the bubble. And, Mike, real quick, do you, do you know or who do you think the Isles can give up to get somebody like that back? Yeah, I, I think that they're, it's going to – for them to get Hall, it's going to cost them their first-round pick again, which, honestly, Paulie, I don't care about. And mm-hmm. Islander fans shouldn't care about it either. Yeah. When you're this close to winning it, giving up the 29th or 30th or, God, geez, God willing, the 32nd pick in the NHL draft to get yourself a player who might give you that extra boost, who cares? We're not talking about a top five pick here. The Islanders aren't going to be in the lottery. And everything after the after the top five in the NHL draft is an absolute dart throw. Go look at it. You, these guys are throwing darts every year. Nobody knows uh, what you're going to hit. You think that if everybody knew that Barzell was going to be that good, he would have lasted until 19th in the draft? How about Pasternak going 25th or whatever he went? It's an absolute dart throw with all these guys after the fifth pick. Now, you have to nail those picks inside the top five. You can't screw those up. But anything beyond that, you're throwing darts anyway. You give up a first-round pick for a guy that's going to get you to the finish line, I got no problem with that. I think that they'd probably have to part with Bellows as well. Bellows is, is a good player. I don't think that ba- you know he still needs to work. You, you have to be able to play 200-foot game to play for Barry Trotz. Oliver Wallstrom has shown that he can do that this year. That's why he has gotten to play every single night and become the you know the, a really major contributor that he has with the Islanders. I don't think Bellows is quite there yet playing on both ends and that's why Barry doesn't like to play him every night but he's a useful piece that they might be able to deal uh and that first round pick is useful and they got two seconds from Colorado in the Devon Taves trade in the offseason so the Islanders have a couple chips to dangle is Lou gonna throw it all in the middle and go for it all this year he might Paulie he might if the price is right we all got to sit back and wait and see. But I'm sure the Islanders are going to definitely make a move like you suggested. No doubt about it. All right, last thing before I let you go. Obviously, uh, they played each other three times this year. Last one was back on February 8th. Islanders won uh, two of the three uh, to start. There's five games left here between the Rangers and the Islanders. Uh, starts this weekend, Friday and Sunday. Uh, and then there's uh, out of the five left, there's only one at the Garden, all at the Coliseum. Uh, both teams right now playing for different things in, in a sort of way. So I think this is what makes this matchup here, Mike, uh, these games against the Rangers and the Islanders, with a lot of wildly important games in between. But the yeah. Rangers just have to keep winning and winning to hopefully get into that fourth spot. The Islanders obviously want to keep winning and winning to get that first spot to maybe possibly play the Rangers or somebody else. Uh, in that in that first round, and let the second and third teams kind of kill each other. So, just talk about where you think these these games are going to be at as far as intensity. A lot of young guys now on both teams. You talk about Trotz and Lamarillo, and we talked about the Islanders and 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 just their credibility here in New York. And you talk about the Rangers. Just 
give us a quick kind of summary of, of, of how you see these games now in this rivalry, this storied rivalry, I should say, uh, coming up this weekend and obviously the last couple of games before the season runs out. Well, there's a lot of juice here, uh, Paulie, this weekend, uh, no doubt. You said it. They're both playing for different things. The Islanders are playing for first in the division, which I think is very important uh, because I've seen some separation here now. It feels like the Islanders, the Caps, and the Penguins – have kind of separated from Boston and whoever's going to be that fourth. You know, Boston's had a lot of problems this year. Uh, you've seen it. Uh, they're getting older in some spots. They've had injuries in some spots. Their goaltending has been shaky. So I think that getting first in this East is going to matter come playoff time to avoid playing the Caps and the Penguins and only play one of them. Uh, and the Rangers, they've got a shot at that fourth spot. And it seems like, Paulie, every time I look up every night and I'm watching all the games – I'm seeing, you know, seven and eight spots from this Ranger offense lately. Well, I'm now, now the Flyers have had a lot to do with that, uh, but they even did it to the Penguins here on Tuesday night. So the Ranger offense is humming right now, and that's what's going to make this matchup so interesting because we know what the Islanders' strong suit is. It's defense and it's goaltending and it's structure, and the Rangers are going to come in here with the way they're scoring goals right now, and that's going to be a lot of fun to see. Um, I think that uh, these are very – it's going to be some fun games. Uh, I think that they'll probably, you know what it is? They'll probably split these games, boy, this weekend. Like these first two that come up, I wouldn't be stunned if they split. Um, it's going to be really fun down the stretch. And the Islander and Ranger fan, you're noticing it now too, Paulie. You're seeing that little bit of extra. The zinging is starting a little bit more. Uh, the Islander fans feeling themselves a little. The Ranger fan feeling themselves a little bit. Uh, you know, the needling. They're allowed back in the building. The needling, you know, Zibanejad's better than, than Barzell and... Strom has more power play points than Barzell and Barzell. Like there's a lot of like back and forth with who's better. Uh, it's going to really come out even more this weekend. Some really fun games between the Isles and Rangers down the stretch. Yeah. And like I said, we're, uh, they're back in the building together too. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Yes. Uh, we get to enjoy that. <laughs> Mike, I know you got a jet man. Thanks as always. I appreciate your time. We'll do this again. And uh, hopefully as these, uh, on this range of games pan out and the rest is the division running for the playoffs. Maybe we'll have a, a first round, uh, Holy, yeah, about. I was just gonna say that. I mean, we could get Islanders Rangers in the first round here if things continue Woo-hoo! to work out the way they're going. Now that would be very spicy. And we don't want that storyline <laughs> for the Islanders, right? Rangers <laughs> knock out Islanders in the first round. After no, all the we work. don't want. We don't want that. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, Mike. All real right. quick, tell tell everybody where they can find you, man. Oh, geez, on Twitter at Carver High underscore the Isle Seat Podcast Sports Grid with Scotty Farrell every day. From 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, and at nights on the bench, 10 to midnight. Everywhere, Paulie, everywhere. <laughs> Mike Carver. Mike, you're the best, brother. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Have a great Paulie. weekend. You too, bud. All right. Mike Carver, join us there. Check out the LC Podcast. Great stuff from Mike, as always. All right, gang, it's sponsor time. Look, the flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. So thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I am talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS and get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice 
After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Yes, it is indeed. All right, a couple of things. You know, besides, you know, the, the ball trimmers and everything else, they got stuff for your nose and deodorants and hair trimmers and stuff like that. So, you know, they are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing products. They're here to help you with your above-the-waist holes, too. You got to try the Weed Whacker, man. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps you prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. No more gross nose hairs flying in the wind. And speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. They've got the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing, ball deodorant, and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. And man, that is just legit worse. So that's just a couple of items that, in addition to the great uh, lawnmower and everything else they have at Manscaped, that you can get there. There's tons of great products for grooming, deodorant, smelling good, feeling good, as all men should, especially for their lady friends and partners. So smell good, feel good this spring. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. One more time, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS at manscaped.com. All right, there it is, folks. First solo show in the books here at Go Rangers Radio. Again, I can't thank, number one, my cousin Mike Carver coming on here and talking some Islanders hockey. Really appreciate Mike giving me some time. And don't forget, next couple of weeks, Larry Brooks next week on the 14th, Rick Carpignol on April 21st, and Colin Stevenson on April 28th. Doesn't get any better than that, guys and gals. So come back here and hang out with me. All right? And once again, a big thanks to our buddy Kevin DeLore, KD. Keep following on Twitter. You know he's going to be out there tripping in his two cents. And thanks for all the good times, brother. And hopefully we'll, we'll do some more down the road in some capacity or other. And to you guys and gals out there, thank you so much for sticking with us here at Go Rangers Radio for the last two years. And hopefully you'll continue to hang on here with me and whatever kind of variation of the show I have coming out there. All right? So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and let's go! Rachel!